0: Welcome to the F4 Podcast, where your hosts, Brian, Brooke, Charles, and Vanessa discuss all things faith, family, friends, and fitness. What is F4? Sometimes it's a glimpse into how we navigate the world, and sometimes it's a deep dive into how we handle the four main areas of our lives. If you want to have a healthier relationship with God, family, friends, and yourself, This podcast is for you. Thank you for joining us as we unpack this episode.
1: (laughs) Welcome to episode seven of the F4 podcast. Uh, I'm Charles Giddens, I'm one of your hosts here today, along with my fantastic wife Vanessa and our incredible friends Brian and Brooke. I want to thank you for listening to our podcast. If you would, please follow us on Instagram, like and share the podcast, we'd really appreciate it. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google, Pocket Radio, Breaker, Anchor, basically anywhere you want to listen. If you would like to be a sponsor of the show, you can send us a message on Instagram, Facebook, or via email at f4ncpodcast at gmail.com. So episode seven, this month we're going to tackle the super funny but also serious topic of pet peeves. I know what you're thinking, pet peeves really? Yep. So that's the potential to cause some major problems with the four of us today, or it could make for some laughs as you listen uh, and to how we make each other frustrated. But first let's cover the old-fashioned definition from Webster's on pet peeves, which is a frequent subject of complaint. And I don't know about you guys, but I have my fair share of pet peeves. The word pet peeve has been around for a while, but not actually in the form we use today. Peeve is derived from the much older word peevish, which means coraless or easily irritated. It comes from late Middle English with examples appearing as early as the 15th century. In 1833, an issue of British magazine La Belle Assemblee wrote about a pet hatred of a general and a 19th century writings mentioned pet dislikes and pet aversions. In 1916, a volume of American Garage and Auto Dealer described certain Ford owners finding their pet peeve to be the cranking of a cold motor. There's also a comic strip that ran in the Chicago Tribune from 1916 to 1920 titled The Little Pet Peeve. So with all of that said, um, we are going to jump in. We did, just so everyone at home knows, we had a family meeting prior to this, and all (laughs) of us... (laughs) are uh, are going to behave today and um and, and make sure that we're we're taking this this topic as seriously as we can but we um we hope this helps um and i know in preparation all of us have have come across different things and we hope that comes across to you at home so i want to start with something really simple uh, for everybody um what do you think are some of the most common pet peeves out there
2: I would say loud chewing of a carrot in a microphone.
1: (laughs) Never would have guessed that one.
3: Definitely the loud chewing, smacking, whistling.
1: Okay. Yeah. Whistling. Brooke has an aversion to whistling. Just
2: trying to be happy over here.
0: (laughs) Bad drivers. Bad grammar. Mm.
1: Correcting bad grammar? That's also a pet.
2: Sorry. It's all right. It needs to be done. You really want to go talk like that? Where'd you put that at?
1: (laughs) We live in North Carolina. What do you want? That's true.
0: It's not the accent. It's butchering the English language accidentally or on purpose. And if it's accidental, then... I would like to relieve you of your ignorance.
2: (laughs) Okay, but have you ever heard one say, someone say properly, where did you put that at? Or is it usually, where'd you put that at?
1: (laughs) If you could see Vanessa's face.
2: (laughs) I mean, it kind of goes together. Not always, but usually there's an accent with with the poor grammar. I'm chasing a rabbit. (laughs) I
3: don't even know what you're trying to say anymore.
2: I don't either. Hey, about the the bad drivers, what in particular do you just despise on the roadway?
0: My car came with a blinker. (laughs) And I know in the great state of North Carolina, you have to have safety inspections and they do check for those sorts of things when someone chooses not to use their presumably working blinker. <laughs> that irritates me.
2: Charles, how do you feel about <laughs> slow drivers in the fast lane? Mm.
1: Well, it's funny, Brian. I've invented <laughs> a, a mechanism that will be installed in cars later on down the road, <laughs> and it's a little button that uh, <laughs> when you're driving, and someone who's driving too slow in the fast lane is close enough to you because you're typically going to be tailgating that person because they're driving too slow, you can press the button and it will zap the person in front of you. Um, And it's quite an awesome invention and it will be installed in every car sold in the near future. (laughs) Could someone zap back for revenge? I think, no, we're going to have to figure that one out. I'm not sure how we do that, but we will We will do that somehow. You know now,
3: what I'm envin- envisioning is Mario Kart, when you get the <laughs> lightning bolt, yeah. you know, and it makes the, it makes the <laughs> offender, you know, really teeny tiny. It zaps them, and then they're like teeny tiny. I had this
2: conversation <laughs> with one of our kids the other day. This is fantastic.
3: <laughs> Mario Kart?
2: We're living in the same creative space. <laughs> hey, so I've got no, a scared. question for you. You should be. <laughs> And what do you think about reckless drivers at tailgate and they're zooming in and out, Brooke?
3: Not a big fan of the zigzagging in and out. And particularly when it is a motorcyclist, it is very bothersome to me because I just have visions of one wrong move and bodies flying. Like, I just, I do not enjoy that. On my way to the gym this morning, there was a guy zigzagging in and out speeding and he made me so nervous I was like I'm just gonna slow down and let him go because not not a fan
2: you know I actually saw that when I was probably four years old a motorcyclist was zooming across a parking lot and hit our car oh wow and went airborne and I remember it because I was it was that time in, in America that great time in America where your parents would put you in the front middle seat, which is, my, my dad used to say, this is the death seat, and he would still put me there. And I'm like, does he want to kill me? I don't know. But um, we, I was sitting in that seat, and I remember the guy going airborne, and it left a mark.
3: Yeah, I can imagine that'd be horrifying. Yeah, it was horrifying.
1: The kind of stuff does, it's bad.
2: So what else do we find to be a common pet
1: peeve? Just calm down. I, the, the calming down, the telling, me, the telling people to calm down to me is a is a pet. Well, was a pet peeve. We'll, we'll get to that later. But yeah, it was a pet peeve. I don't. I don't like people to tell me that.
0: I don't like littering. Hmm. Particularly when there's a trash can nearby, and we a all presumably
3: ha- working trash yeah. can. Presumably
0: working trash can, and we all have a mutual friend who is the same way about grocery carts. Yes. Oh,
1: yes, we do. Yes. <laughs> she organizes. She, she I is, know. She is fantastic. I know. I think it's great. <laughs>
2: it's kind of cool.
1: <laughs> it is kind of cool.
2: How about when people are like making out in public? And <laughs> Gerald, he's like, I kind of like that.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so I think when I was younger, it probably bothered me now. I just don't care. I just, I'm like, that's really odd. Hmm. I think you should probably figure that out. But. I mean, if that's what you want to do, okay. I mean, I don't, I don't know. That one just doesn't bother me anymore. I, does it? I, th- I can, I think it could be gross. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, depending on how bad it gets, right? Yeah. I mean,
3: if you are where you can look away, though, to me, I am like,
2: hmm, <laughs> you are like, I shut your eyes, kids, no don't way. look. So, so how about this? When people let their little kids roam around a restaurant where you are trying to enjoy your dinner.
3: See, I'm not a fan of that.
1: <laughs> me neither. Don't neither like me. it. Don't just, like it. Just so we're clear, this episode is going to be extremely difficult for Brooke. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't like talking about what she doesn't like very that's, often. No,
3: I don't. Because then somebody could say, "Well, the reason I do it," and I'll go, "Oh, that's a very valid point. That's fine. <laughs> it doesn't bother me anymore. Maybe a little, but I'm not going to say it because you do it <laughs> and you like to do it."
2: You're too nice.
3: (laughs) So, I'll sit silently (laughs) over here (laughs) and It is gonna be very hard for me. (laughs) It's gonna
1: be difficult. So, how about How about leaving dirty dishes in the sink? Brian, how do you feel about that? I don't like it.
2: It happened right before we did this podcast. One of my people left a dish in the sink and I just cleaned it all up. And
3: it might've been me.
2: (laughs) Well, it ended up being two people. Yeah. You ended up being one of them, but the first one was not you. So yeah, I don't like it.
0: I think leaving lights on or TVs or whatever, leaving things on when you're not in the room to enjoy them and also leaving water running rank right up there with that. For me. Probably, it's very wasteful. Prob, 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 probably surpass that,
3: actually. Excuse you. <laughs> that's, a, that's a peeve, too, right? Part of me. Leaving the refrigerator door open falls in that category for me. I really don't like it. When people pull things out, walk away, leave the door open, I don't know if they're coming back or not. It There's no indication that they're coming back. But they do, I, I, for whatever reason, that one bugs me.
2: There have been times where I've gotten something out, left the door open, I've turned around, i put the thing on the counter. Whenever I got out, I'm going back to get something else out and she closes the door. I'm like, why are you doing that? So yeah, I don't like it. I don't like when she does
1: that. So they're just stacking up. Yeah, I got another one. So how about um, group chats? <laughs> group text, how about that? Let's Let's talk about that for a second.
3: <clears throat> You know when group texts become bothersome for me are when people don't have iPhones and you have the one Android user and then they like a message and so then you get all the messages every time somebody likes the message because people are liking the message in order to cut down on all the messages but because there's one Android phone in the thing you still get all the messages? That.
1: So what Brooks saying is, you should get an iPhone. <laughs> <five." laughs>
2: but some people are fighting the monopoly.
3: Which, that is their prerogative. <laughs> yeah. Just don't like messages. If you have it.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you're like, get out of my group kidding. chat. I want all blue text.
1: Yes, you don't. You don't belong here. Green text don't belong here. <laughs> which is kind of funny. That is funny. So we, we've been going through a lot of these and. It, if you if you want to look at there there's a, a couple lists we pulled, but there are 60 of the most common um, pet peeves. Uh, it's in an article from Chris Colmer. It was published in December of 2020. And there's so many of these that we've hit on. And in fact, everyone that we've talked about has been in this list, not on purpose, but every single one has been in this list, which is amazing. But you know, after looking at that, I think it's kind of crazy. Why do you guys think that? What we, what we just talked about, I'm sure people at home are probably laughing hysterically, like, oh yeah, that's, that's horrible group text are miserable. So by the way, don't ever add me to those. Um, but why do you think that's so, <laughs> sorry, and, and I happen to be a leader of some of those group texts at times, but why do you think that's so universal for everyone?
2: Brooke, what do you think?
3: Well, I think to some degree it all of those things interfere with personal preferences and so you know like not getting 17 text messages for example it starts to become a major distraction and I think you know different people probably have there are probably varying levels of when it becomes annoying and when it's okay um, but I think at some point the reason that it becomes bothersome is it takes you away from whatever it is that you want to be doing so Seeing a dirty dish, for example, then makes you have to feel like you have to take care of that dirty dish and take you away from whatever. I mean, to me, that would be the reason. That would be annoying. Or
2: you have to have a a conversation where you say, can you please clean up your dirty Mm -hmm. dish? No one wants to say that all day.
0: Hmm. I think a lot of it is also what our parents and or teachers prioritized or didn't prioritize. If your parents told you time and time again not to throw that down on the street excuse me then it becomes ingrained in you that that's not the right thing to do and when you see other people do it it irritates you (laughs) and you want to tell them don't throw that in the street so I think the way you're brought up and what your parents prioritize and try to make important to you has a lot to do with it don't chew with your mouth open you know that kind of thing and I also think some of it is just etiquette for those who even pay attention to such things anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: I think those
2: are good answers. Go ahead. I
0: just was going to ask if Miss Manners is even a thing anymore. I have a 1950s copy of Amy Vanderbilt's Complete Book of Etiquette. And I have sat down with Parker a couple of times and gone through some of the things. I'm like, these things are important. Yeah. And... So many of them are laughable now, but it's just because we don't prioritize them anymore. Right. But anyway, I digress.
1: Yeah, I think some of it, and I think all of those answers were fantastic, and I didn't think of, I didn't really frame it up that way, which is great, but I think some of it is what society, and we we'll get into that society question again, but like, what has society told us is we should be offended by? Right? So I think in cultures where, and I know there are cultures where chewing with your mouth open is not a problem, and no one seems to be offended by that. But if we go into that environment, then we're offended because we're we brought up in an environment, whether it's from our parents, whether it's from whatever, where that's just said that's not, that's not okay and we're offended. And I think it's very culturally dependent um, de- we're, we're, wherever we are, which is kind of crazy.
2: Wherever that place is, I don't want to live there.
1: <laughs> yeah. So, we talked about pet peeves and we we're kind of kicking them around. But I'm curious, um, non-family related or friend-related pet peeves. Um, give me a couple per person. What do you think? What do you think are some of your pet peeves? We'll start. We'll start. Wherever.
2: I'll start. I don't like it when little kids scream in the house. We had some people over years ago that had a young child and they were delightful, but this kid would scream like every 10 to 40 seconds. It was
3: happy screams, it wasn't sad screams, but it it was screams. It did not
2: matter. And our house was not well insulated And I might have a sensory problem when it comes to that, like the real shrill loud noises. And by the time they left a couple hours later, I felt like I was about to fall apart. I was in a very bad spot. I wanted to suck my thumb and and rock myself in a corner. He had
3: crazy eyes. He did. Yeah.
2: (laughs) So if that happens, generally speaking, I will remove myself from the situation or try to get us outside. Um, and I haven't been in that situation any anywhere close since, but it like even talking about it now feels
1: traumatic. I'm not lying.
3: (laughs) I know. I remember the day.
1: I know you do. Mm -hmm. So that's one. Give me, give me something else. What else?
2: Um, I would say poor cell phone etiquette. And what I mean by that is when you're having a conversation with somebody and they're pulling out their cell phone and it's like, they're looking at Instagram rather than paying attention to what you're saying. And, I'm not trying to say anything like off color here, but it's going to sound a little off color. Um, have you ever heard of an asshole?
1: Kind of help me an
2: out. An <laughs> asshole is a person who asks you a question and then they don't take take the time to listen. And so maybe you're giving a an explanation that's more than what they were bargaining for. But someone asking me a question and then diverting their attention to um, a cell phone, which is easier. Uh, It just, I find it really annoying. And so uh, I think also when you're in a movie theater and people are texting, it catches my attention every time if they're in front of me. Uh, I'll see the, and I haven't been in a movie theater in a while, by the way. Um, But, and then I think one of the other ones is being in a restaurant and people are watching a show with the volume on. And so you can like hear their show or they're in a conversation with somebody and they're speaking like way louder than everyone else is in the restaurant. Um, all these things really bother me. And maybe one other thing to add to that is texting and driving. I don't know how many times I look over and I see someone they're texting and driving. And it. I, I think it's a really foolish thing to do because, and, and I've done it before. I, I'm really like, okay, I, I don't need to do this anymore. And I made that decision a while back. But. It drives me nuts.
1: I'm sorry. Let me put my phone down. What, what were you saying? <laughs> can, can well we played. <laughs> well
2: played. That was really good. So that's enough for me.
0: <laughs> I, my biggest one is bad grammar or just poor use of the English language. And it seems to have calmed down recently, but for a very long stretch of time, people used literally way too much
3: literally all the time literally all the time
0: <laughs> i'm literally dying right now no you're not because you're talking to me stop it <laughs> Just,
2: <laughs>
0: that's probably my biggest one literally <laughs> uh, and flip-flops in public <laughs> <laughs> bare feet Feet showing in public—that's just me.
2: You took me back <laughs> to when I had an office, and I could close the door, and people would come to meet me, and they were wearing flip flops, and I could oftentimes smell their feet. Oh, <laughs> oh,
3: Brian!
0: I'm
2: not. Te- ah. I'm not telling you this because I liked it. <laughs> Brian. You took me into that place.
1: She's done. She's done for the rest of the night you're done.
3: (laughs) She'd be scarred for life. Hashtag screaming, Like the screaming kid, this is what you just (laughs) (laughs) did.
2: Oh, man. I won't elaborate because it would end this podcast, but... Yeah, I. You took me back there, and there, there are faces and people like people I can remember right now that I was like, "Funky feet in the house." That is, so, that, is so,
1: that is so bad. How would you,
3: how would you like it if forever in somebody's mind, your name and face is associated with the smell of your feet? feet. That's, That's so awful.
2: That's <laughs> like sting. dot com. What's up?
3: That is awful. Oh, Okay. Oh, for me, it has to be the the loud chewing, talking with your mouth full, um, but whistling also is not a big fan of the whistling. And uh, she
2: married a whistler.
3: I think it's the repetitiveness of it. I think it's just that it's. I think if I was around like a professional whistler who whistled a tune that I could recognize, it might be different. But whistling feels so repetitive, like, do, 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 do. And it's like, stop, please.
0: Sounds like baby (laughs) shark.
1: Hang on. So that's not accurate either because we were in a meeting one time and Brian pulled up professional whistlers and it's still irritated. You see, so that's not an accurate statement. That's not accurate, Brooke. You know,
2: you just identified a lie.
1: (laughs) I did. Look at that. That's good. I'm smart.
0: I guess you weren't a fan of gun smoke. <laughs> i don't
3: not the not the theme and the, yeah, yeah no. you can recognize it it's yeah. easily identifiable but mm-mm.
2: i can whistle the Wee herman theme song oh no <laughs> oh no
3: it's my least favorite part of snow white and the seven dwarfs i mean you know just
1: <laughs> really <laughs> that's happy yeah that's horrible it <laughs> yeah.
3: that is horrible oh that's not so my bad. favorite part mm.
1: okay
3: i have to get through that part
1: yeah so i I have a couple um the first one is talking and abbreviations or text i don't whatever you want to call that but i i swear when i hear things like or totes adorb or (laughs) even abbreviating things like crazy as cray or bay or i want to flip out when I hear that kind of stuff. How about vacay? I don't like vacay. <laughs> I don't. I don't like that. I just think it's just late. You're just lazy. And I know you think you sound different than you do. And I, again, I'm it's not trying sound to make anybody cool. Mad. Yeah, What's I get one it. One more syllable. I, I get it. No, but you want to be cool. <laughs> but but like, so here's so brief instead of abbreviation. That's cool. Great. Whatever. And I'm not saying that you. Sh- <laughs> I'm not saying that you you shouldn't do that, but. At some point, just use the actual word. Just use the word. And I think everybody else would be happier. And you probably would communicate a little bit better than what you think you're communicating. That's all I'll say. The second one is one up, one up people. I, the one up people to me wow, I want to have a conversation with someone. And if you've had the same experience that I have, that's great. Like that actually would help me. It would make me feel better sometimes. But when you then went up me and say, well, yeah, you think that's bad. Let me tell you about this. And I'm like, you know, that's great. But that really doesn't help this whole situation at all. In fact, you just made me really mad. So um, I think those two things for me are not fantastic at all. Again, you know, and I, and I, what's funny about this is I'm realizing that I have a lot of pet peeves that, that we'll talk about, I'm sure, a little bit later. But um, I'm trying to get better at some of this. So when I say things like that, I, I do acknowledge the fact that I need to not get so frustrated. That's good, Charles. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. <laughs> so, um, you know, I think it's funny because we're talking about other people being annoying to us and pet peeves that we have. But I think what's important to, to think about. And as we transition into this next piece is, you know, what, what do we do that people could possibly find annoying? Cause I'm, I mean, I don't know about everybody else, but I'm perfect. No one ever finds <laughs> anything about me annoying at all. I mean, I'm, I'm just the non, non annoying guy, but, um, I'm curious to what you guys think, um, that you think other people would find annoying, um, barring the people sitting at this table. Cause that's not where I want to go right now. So Brian, what do you think? What, What do people think that you might be, or how do you think you might be annoying to other people?
2: I think I have a hard time with something not resolving. So I like things resolved. I like things buttoned up. Um, And sometimes when there is emotional chaos, I want to fix it. And I think that's very hard for people who need to sit in that for a little bit longer and I'm not and I'm not just talking about at this table uh because I can see your reactions, but it's it's in general like sometimes even like in speaking, I can want to resolve things too quickly, attention too quickly, and so I have to really fight that temptation to do that with people and for them to even feel like projects and these are things I've heard before and to so I want people to know that I love them first and foremost and that is my motivation behind saying what I'm saying oftentimes but I don't know that I take enough time to show empathy that I really understand them and so that's, that's an area I have to grow in and kind of in the same vein sharing my opinion unsolicited uh, sometimes people don't want to hear what I have to say because they don't like it Um, and sometimes I don't care. It it doesn't mean I don't care about them. I don't care about them getting upset necessarily because I think I need to say it. I feel like I'm being prompted to say it by a power outside of myself. Um, But you have to be careful with that because anytime you start playing the God card that can go wonky and sideways. I would say sometimes I ask questions that can make people uncomfortable because I'm naturally more forthright and so I can communicate in a in a style of communication that's very direct and a lot of people operate in subtleties and I struggle with operating in subtleties. I have to work I'm having to work on that in order to become all things to all people and to to speak uh, where to where they are. Uh, probably a more funny level. uh, I was going to say chewing loudly. (laughs) I was going to say also that I like to mess up people's yawns when they're yawning. Oftentimes when people are yawning, I will insert an an opera voice (laughs) because it looks like they're singing opera. It's like at
3: the height of the yawn, like right before you feel better. Right.
2: And then they get like (laughs) lockjaw. And so there's a, so I think this ties into another way that I can be an antagonist and I don't, I don't want that to be how I'm remembered, but it is part of what I can do. (laughs) And with that comes maybe some teasing. And it can be good-natured, but anytime you start teasing somebody, um, it can feel personal. So, I have these are things I have to guard against and I think could be things that people wouldn't like about me. Mm.
1: That's great.
2: Uh, it's not I, an all-inclusive list, by the way. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I uh, run late. I procrastinate. Um... I don't always pick up after myself. <laughs> I can be easily distracted. Um those are the those are the top things that pop pop off the top of my head.
2: Um Vanessa's nodding super empathetically.
3: annoying. <laughs> <laughs> Some people really hate it when people run late. It doesn't bother me at all. But <laughs> other people really hate that. So <laughs> <clears throat> Charles <laughs>
2: Has been Brian too
3: I don't know I'm sure I do other things That are annoying Drift off inside my own head And you know Not present anymore Go away hmm. to inside space And I'm here physically But I'm no longer here
1: <laughs> I'm not guilty of that at all
2: It's part of you too Charles and Brooke Being internal processors that I think is gonna be more pronounced.
1: Yeah, it's funny that, that we you say that, and recently that has slammed me in the face. Um, so yeah, that's I get it, <laughs> yeah. I get it, totally understand that. And I think it may have made some other people irritated <laughs> recently, so I right? totally understand, makes sense to me.
0: And I'm on the opposite end of the spectrum, being more external, everything that I know other people, I'm actually a little sad about The number of possibilities,
1: (laughs) things that I do that
0: others find annoying. It's, I mean, I I interrupt, I get excited and I interrupt, I gesticulate and I'm loud and I make faces and (laughs) I complain and I procrastinate and I run late and I don't like feet. And (laughs) why would that annoy somebody (laughs) else? Because they can't wear
3: their flip-flops
0: around you? I don't
1: know. Because you can't touch (laughs) any part of their body with a foot in a bed, which is nuts, but it's fine.
2: I can't be myself around you.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And I also think that people find it annoying. And this is pretty um, exclusive to me. I'm very confident in my dog training skills and my knowledge of dogs And so many people have dogs and want to talk to me about their dogs and all about how well-trained their dog is and how their dog does this and how their dog does that. And that's when I withdraw inside myself because that is the safest place to be in that time. (laughs) And I can see people, I can see them get annoyed and then they want to further explain themselves and I just, "Mm -mm. mm-mm, mm-mm. Okay. And that, I'll stop there. <laughs> There's more, There's more, but I'll stop there.
1: So I know this is going to come to a big shock to, to a lot of people, but I'm moody, um, <laughs> which might have a tendency to make somebody irritated. I also need a lot of reassurance from people around me. I'm hearing, I love you hearing we're here for you. That kind of stuff is always been important to me, probably to a detriment at times. Um, I ask a lot of questions so when, when someone has an idea or a plan, I'm, I'm that person who asked 20 questions that they probably maybe thought through, or maybe they didn't, I don't know, but it sounds like at times that I'm questioning the project or the idea to a detriment. Like I'm trying to be negative on purpose when I'm not, I'm just asking different questions. And then I really need to know plans. Like I don't do well with surprises or. Um, spontaneity. I need to know kind of what's going to happen uh, as much as I can, which probably goes back into a little bit of a need for control uh, in my life and in my surroundings. So I f- do feel comfortable. So I do feel supported. So I do feel safe. And all of that can completely fly over people if they are not that way at all. Then um, I'm becoming more and more aware of that as I get older. Um, which I don't think I was when I was younger. I I used my mood to manipulate and do a lot of things that I shouldn't do. I'm not, I don't, I try not to do that now, but it still comes out at times. So I think it's, it's, it's a challenge. So now that we kind of know what we're all, (laughs) what we all do, right? We all have an idea. I think this is where we start going, Hey, we've had a family discussion and let's move to some little bit harder things. Right. So, um, and we all get to answer. No one gets, gets out of this one. Um, but I want to start with Brian and, and again, I think we're going to, we're going to start, <laughs> I'm going to say this, we're going to approach this lovingly for all of us because I don't think anyone wants to hurt anybody's feelings. But I think this is, you know what I think this is going to do. I think what we're doing today and what you should do if you're thinking about this as you're listening is, Hey, I should do this with my spouse. I should do this with my friends. I should do this with my kids. To, to find out because you know what I'm learning as we've gone through this and I think all four of us are is that we do some things that we need to be aware of mm-hmm. that if we don't know we may not fix and we may not know is a problem so I, I want to approach that this way as we go forward with the the rest of this podcast because I think we're we're heading down some roads that could go sideways if, if we don't and I'm not I'm not trying to be all doom and gloom but I just I just want to make sure that we all approach that the same way but Brian so what are what are some things that Brooke does that maybe are a little bit annoying.
2: So I do want to tag on to what you're saying. Self-awareness is actually a a tremendous gift. We are self-aware, but then when we start to see the impact of the things we do that maybe we're aware of, but we're not quite sure how they're landing on other people, that really is a game changer because especially with people we love, because we don't want to, Put more wedges in any relationship, so that with someone we love, we don't want to keep doing something if it's like, man, this is wrecking my relationship yeah. or my friendship. So going back to your question, uh, so there's a physical thing she does. I'm going to speak first in the physical realm, uh, where she bites her nails, and I'll say, stop biting your nails, please. And then she's like, I'm just trying to get this skin off. Which makes it grosser to me because then I'm like where are you what are you doing with that skin when you bite it off? And I'm just spitting it, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> so for someone who's a recovering clean freak, and I say recovering because having four children in five years makes you that way. You get pooped on, peed on, puked on, and you have to just get skin over yourself,
3: gets
2: spit on you. but I'm like. dang don't do that please use like a file but just not in public uh so i think that was the first one that came to mind the second one that came to mind was more of i guess a relational thing and part of this is how Brooke is wired so and it really is a gift but sometimes it doesn't feel like a gift So like I will tell her something, and I will speak, sometimes I speak dogmatically, and I'm like, man, blah, 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 more black and white. And I can't think of a great example right now. You probably can think of several, um, Brooke. But she will say, well, but how about this? How about that? How about this? And and it's like all the colors of the rainbow, the numbers of the Enneagram – which is, she's an Enneagram 9. So she looks at things from other people's perspective, which is a great gift. But sometimes I just wanted to say, yeah, I can see why you would think that. <laughs> and she won't do it. She won't. Like, it, I mean, if it ever happens, it's like a half court shot blindfolded in a wheelchair. <laughs> That's what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> I like to be dramatic sometimes. <laughs> I would say the other thing, and this is maybe even a little more personal, but sometimes when we are having a conflict, which doesn't happen a lot, but when it does, she gets in avoidance mode. And so it's like she just, she will shut down. And I'm trying to have a conversation. And with me wanting to resolve things and not having this emotional out there, I think she can gravitate toward avoidance and not dealing with it at all. And that I don't want to live that way because it comes up in some other way, shape or form later. But you know, I know, I know I'm not talking about me right here, but I will say this. I have times really tried to push her to have those conversations when maybe she's not ready. Hmm. And that's, and I haven't been gentle enough. I haven't been patient enough and, or kind enough. And so God's really having to grow me in those areas because I want to be able to meet her where she is and not ha- expect her to relate to me on my terms. So that would be what I would say. That's fan- top three.
1: That's, that's great. I th- I, it's fantastic. So Brooke, you get to go. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry.
3: Um, so, um, all in love. And again, you know, this one's hard for me. Uh, Brian has an, has a tendency to behave as if his agenda is the only agenda or the most important of all of the agendas. So I could be doing something else, otherwise engaged, reading something, whatever, and he will start a conversation with me and then be frustrated that I'm distracted.
2: That's so annoying.
3: when, (laughs) When I was doing something else first and it was like there was no consideration for... The fact that i was doing something else was like oh i need to speak so now the world will listen and i know that's not his intention it just is how it sort of feels sometimes like oh well let me drop everything i'm doing or that i was thinking about and step into your world um and with that i mean i think it's funny that you mentioned pushing pushing a conversation that falls in that category as well you know your agenda your timetable for resolution your timetable for wanting to have the conversation sometimes feels like that's the one that's important. If I need a little more time, you know, then that is sometimes I think misunderstood as avoidance or not wanting to talk about it or not wanting to deal in reality when really I just need a minute to figure it out, if that makes sense. So, um, that whole agenda thing and then uh you're super positive which is a great quality um but sometimes uh you want me to get to super positive and and expressively positive um really fast so uh those would be the things that kind of can be frustrating and annoying because then I feel like I have to be inauthentic you know I mean I could say like when you were talking about me being contrary (laughs) to what you're saying like can you just agree with me and you said that I won't and I'm thinking well why would I when I see all these other possibilities (laughs) why would I jump to the positive positive? Automatically, if I'm still over here dealing with all of these, uh, what am I supposed to do with all of these other things? So, um,
2: I can answer that in the future.
3: <laughs> we can have a conversation have an answer. later about what I can, yes. yeah.
1: So, that's we're not all surprising, have, right? Well, yeah, we're all gonna have conversations later. I hope not, but yeah.
3: <laughs> so, I mean, I don't think that surprises you for me to say those things, but they all kind of relate. It's all kind of related and tangled up together.
2: I did, I did write down positivity in that. Self assessment question we asked before um, when I was reflecting on it, but I didn't say it just because there were so many things I'd already said, so I did match up with and you. And it's there.
3: weird because I appreciate your positivity, and a lot of times it really, really helps, but sometimes it's just not right now.
2: <laughs> I don't want you to say, but <laughs> just say positivity. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's good. Thank you. Thank you for having the courage to share that with me because I know it was hard and I appreciate you having the courage.
3: Welcome.
1: It's fantastic. It's good. You want to start or you want me to start? Where do you want to go?
0: I'll leave it up to you.
1: Okay. All right. I'll start. So again, as we've been going through this, I realize that some of my pet peeves have been things that I've fabricated in my head and I'm trying to ditch them. And we, we talked about this briefly, but, uh, there really aren't a lot of things anymore. Like the lateness used to be a really problem for me. I used to be very upset about the fact that she couldn't be on time. Um, and it's really, to me now, it's not a big deal. I just know we're going to be late if it's all of us together. And that's fine. I I, I, I think I've dropped that um, preference, personal preference to say, okay, we're just going to be late. And that did, that's not necessarily a reflection on me. It's really not even a reflection on her. It's just she... Is time challenged, so I don't get upset about that anymore. So it's really not even a pet peeve. <laughs> That's so
2: PC. <laughs> your time challenge. Hey, look,
1: you, you got to pick and choose your battles sometimes, right? Um, the the one that I'm still working through, and the one that, and and we. It's funny we were talking about this this morning, and I didn't tell her purposely what I was going to say. Um, she picked a bunch, and she thought I was going to say all of these, and she didn't get this one. Um, but the the one that really I still struggle with that isn't again broke to your point in a lot of ways, so great in some, in so many ways frustrating, is that Vanessa is very, she's very over the top at times. She's very yellow. For those of you that, that follow, um, I said this, you heard that or the temperament studies or, or any of that. She's an Enneagram four for those of you that are in that world, but she is very over the top. And when she tells a story, when she, let's, as an example, when she comes home and I say, Hey, how was X, Y, and Z? And I don't get a, it was great. I get instead a 20 minute conversation that circles like the block five times before we can get back to the house to figure out the actual answer. Sometimes it's very frustrating for me. However, as I've reflected on this one, that's just how she's wired. She, she, she has an incredible use of the English language. She, she tells a great story. She can write an unbelievable story. Um, so much so that I, I wish I could write even a tenth of what she does. But I think what, what I find what I found when I actually wrote the answer to this, this question, I, what she gives me is more information. So instead of just actually answering the question that I have, which would be what I wanted at that time, and then I would say, okay, well, what about this? What about that? What about this? And I would keep firing questions off to her. She's already answered. If I just actually let her tell the story the way she wanted to tell it, she would hit all of those follow-up questions, and it would actually be more efficient for our conversation if I just let her tell it the way I wanted, the way she wanted to tell it to start with, mm. instead of saying, "Hey, just give me, X, just like, how was your day? It was great. Okay. Well, what did you do? Well, I did this. Well, how did that go? Well, instead of doing all of that, if I just said, "Hey, how was that? how was everything today?" and let her spin that story the way she wanted to we would get into a better place probably. I just have got to take a step back at times to say, okay, this is going to be a longer answer than what I'm prepared for, but <laughs> it's really probably going to be more efficient. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I did. I, it's funny. This, 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 this podcast has flown all over me, and I, it's funny. I wrote that. I couldn't believe I was writing, and I was like, you know, she's probably actually doing me a favor by telling stories the way she does because mm. she's fixing some of my problems because – I when she does it, and I can tell when she answers a question the way she knows I want to be answered, we're in for a long conversation because then I keep asking and asking and asking, and she's—I can see it ticking her head. She's like, "You bozo!"
2: So when she's short and just to the point, and she's she's relating to you like you mm-hmm. naturally prefer to relate, that's when you know things are off.
1: Yep. Hmm.
2: Yep.
0: Or that's what I, the way I'm thinking in my head. He wants. To be answered, because if I answer the way I would, then I get the the wrap it up finger.
2: (laughs) (laughs) But but see, but that but I am accurate because if things are good, you're going to relate in your natural style. You're not going to relate to him like you think he wants to hear even though you love him. He's going to be accepting of you relating to him in your natural style if things are where they need to be. And I think that's what Charles is saying. Yeah,
1: it is. But it's taken a long time to get there, and I and I haven't done the hurry up finger in a long time. <laughs> that never works. In case you're listening, don't ever hurry terrible. up your wife. It's terrible. <laughs> Gosh, it's so bad.
2: It's like that book we read: hurry and love
1: are incompatible. Yep, can't do it. Okay, go ahead. I'm I'm all yours.
0: Okay. There's really not a whole lot you do. You and your son both are notorious for leaving the lights on and, or leaving things on in general and vacating the room. Sometimes I'll wake up the next morning and the lights are on. And also we've had this discussion and it's similar to what Brooke had to say about Brian. I just phrase it differently. It irritates me when you talk to me like I'm an employee and you, you know, this irritates me and you did it just the other day. <laughs> and it does kind of go along with the agenda thing. It's and I do when I think about it, I'm like he's he's just putting it out there in the universe when it's on his mind. But when you open the refrigerator and you said you didn't say we, you said you, meaning me. You said you need to get rid of this meat in the refrigerator. It's been in there for 10 days. It wasn't my meat to start with <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't touch mm. someone else's mouth.
1: <laughs> I won't there say it. It is. there it is, there it is.
2: <laughs> oh, were you?
1: 45 minutes into the podcast there it is <laughs> it
0: wasn't my beat to throw out so uh anyway <coughs> me.
2: the phrasing of this story <laughs> see she tells good stories <laughs> you were right Charles
0: That's it.
1: So, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I appreciate that. <laughs> Move, moving ahead, um, and this is where I go back, really go back to, and I don't think anybody's probably going to hear anything that we don't already know sitting at this table, but I'm curious, and, and people at home probably are curious as well. We have a fantastic relationship between the four of us. We really have, and it's grown, and it's gotten crazy, but there are still times that we all irritate each other. Uh, that's, I don't think that's probably a shock. And I think it probably would be helpful for us to unpack at least a little bit of that real quick. Um, but I'm curious, and I'm not gonna pick on anybody individually first, but you can't pick on your spouse because we just did that. So <laughs> uh, that leaves two people left at the table that we get to pick on uh, for each of us. But what's one thing, and only one, not multiple things, like I don't wanna hear a list, <sighs> okay? So pick <laughs> pick your most potent when you talk about me. Um, but what's one thing that, that are we. You scared? <laughs> I, this scared? Yeah, I've been a little nervous My about this podcast. are a little bit sweet yeah. <laughs> are you? Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, a little bit. A
1: little uh, bit, yeah. I mean, this is a little crazy.
2: I don't like this kind of communication. <laughs> <laughs> I must I'm so be sure messed you up.
1: Do.
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm more with you. This yeah. must be an See? internal, external it's, it's kind an internal of thing. I'm like, okay. okay. Yep. I'm Correct. already laid out. You're over there. there like, turtle, turtle. I'm <laughs> just. <laughs>
1: Nobody wants to make anybody mad and I don't want to feel bad either, but I get it. It's going to happen today. So it's fine. Um, But what's one thing that, that annoys or is a pet peeve of yours about the other two people at the table that are, you're not married to. I can go first. Sure.
2: (laughs) So I think one of the, one of the things I identified is what we're doing right now is a more direct style of communication. Uh, And if you are a more subtle communicator, this would make you uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So I I do think both are needed. And I appreciate you guys stepping into the space of being willing to have a direct conversation because it is a gift. I have a hard time always being in the subtleties. So thank you for that. It means a lot to me. Uh, So Charles, I will start with you. I love you, Brian. The
3: moment we have all been <laughs> anticipating. <laughs>
2: so I think when you are upset, you get triggered. I do think the what's I'm trying to phrase this in a way that's helpful. The being down for an extended period of time, uh, it it can be hard for me to deal with, and I know it's hard for you to deal with because you're you're there. You're in that headspace. So I am empathetic and you're wired differently than I am. And so I've thought about that. But sometimes I'm just like, man, there's so much good. And here's the Mr. Positivity coming out. <laughs> and so I feel like you're in my life for a reason. And that is to help me see a different point of view. But I'm also in your life for a reason to help you see a different point of view. So I can see I can see the beauty of it. Um one of the things I admire about you is you allow me to speak into your life and you don't shut me out because there have been times where I've related to someone in a direct way. And I, I'm by no means saying I, I do this perfectly. Cause I do not. Um, like Brooke said, I, I can get really focused on what I think needs to happen and I can go and I, and it's hard for me to stop. I can be relentless. And so I'm learning how to hit the gas pedal and hit the brake and park it, all that. But, I would say it sometimes can be really hard for me to deal with it when you are in those mood swings and the, the the lowest of lows. Um, and I want, because I want to help you find some, I guess, equilibrium there. And Vanessa, I feel like you hold back too much when the conversation is uncomfortable. And I feel like I want to hear your voice more. And I understand why you do it, trying to look at it from your perspective. And when I say I understand, I don't completely understand. I understand what I know. And so there are times where I know the conversation is uncomfortable, and particularly when Charles is triggered, and I'll watch you shut down. And I'm like, no, your voice actually needs to be in this conversation, it doesn't need to be just me. It doesn't need to be Brooke trying to smooth it over or make it it not feel as harsh or whatever. (laughs) But I think we need to try to make sure that like even with the conversation we had last Thursday, and I won't go into the details of it, but I watched you go into a shell. You were there, but you didn't say a word. I mean, you really didn't. You may have said very uh, during the course of the conversation when it was at its peak. So we've got to do a better job of making that feel safe to you, in my opinion.
0: I'm just clarifying in this moment. Are we talking about run day or bike day bike day okay last couple thursdays we've had some
3: conversations (laughs) so i can see why
2: (laughs) that was a valid question (laughs) (laughs) i'd moved on down the road from run day (laughs) well
0: you just yes bike day would have been the most recent thursday but instead of thursday you said last thursday so i didn't know if you meant the thursday before that's fair okay
1: that's good. Gramma, just clarifying. valid. valid. So, just, and just so everybody else, in it, case you don't know us, grammar we, police. There was nothing yeah.
0: wrong with your grammar. <laughs> I was just clarifying. We we get together on
1: Thursdays and we do long sustained cardio sessions for a couple reasons, but we do those. Sometimes. I won't do that no more. <laughs> Go ahead, please don't do that. So, <laughs> yeah, don't do that. <laughs> so so we do that so we can actually get in a workout. We can multitask if there's if there's such a thing and it doesn't exist. But we we work out in long sustained cardio sessions that are easier, so we can actually do that from a from a cardiovascular standpoint to get some gains but we also that's how we process and how we have a lot of our conversations people think we have these deep conversations all the time we don't a lot of that's on thursdays so that that's why thursdays get a little sideways sometimes not all the time but they do sometimes but it's funny because we had just talked about that Mm
0: -hmm.
1: that specific that exact conversation came when yesterday we talked about it yesterday.
0: And, and we talked about me doing what you said I do. So,
1: yeah. Perfect. Hmm. It's great. It,
0: it was, it was on this particular day. I'm not saying it always is, but on this particular day, it was a very conscious choice on my part. So,
2: that's understandable. There's always <clears throat> more to a story than we know. And I think we have to think about that with each other. When I say even what I've just said, There's always more to your story than I know. And so I don't want to ever be, I don't want to come off as arrogant. Like, I think I know more than I actually do. I just, this is what I see. Well,
0: now I know it annoyed you that I did that.
1: Well, I think he's saying he wants to see, not necessarily annoyed, I think he wants to see more of it, it which okay is very similar. <laughs> no, I know, I, know, I know that. Okay. I know that. I don't think he means maybe, it that way.
2: Maybe a little bit, but not like in like, oh, my gosh, what is her problem? It's not like that at all. I just want to make sure you don't hear that voice. It's more of like, I really want to know what she has to say. I really want to know what she's feeling. And knowing you're an Enneagram 4, you got the feels. That's a big part. And so if you're not getting that out... <laughs> That's got to go somewhere. And so we need, I feel like we need to do a better job of creating an environment where that happens. And that's where I would lean into Charles a little bit and say, Hey, be aware of that in that situation. And we'll help each other. Uh, and because you guys are going to be in your own conversations. Uh, you should sure. be. Yeah. And even with other people where her voice is going to be needed mm-hmm. and it, and it's going to be part of opening up, I think a, a pathway to whatever's next. Um, which is pretty exciting. We we don't grow when we're comfortable. We actually grow in our discomfort. And so so much of this podcast while we weren't talking about that specifically. Right. That's a big part of what this is all about. Oh yeah. Most definitely. So yeah. okay, I'm done talking.
1: That's good. I like it. And look, I'm not crying yet. So we're good. <laughs> <laughs> Who's up? <clears throat>
0: Vanessa needs to go next. You're getting all shifty-eyed <laughs> over there across the table. <laughs> I know. I
2: know. She's like, I'm like wonder ah, what's coming. Yeah. <laughs> She's wiping her hands on her <laughs> pants right now.
0: All right. I'll go. I'll go. But I feel like I'm just allowing you to stew in the <laughs> anticipation.
3: Bye.
2: All right. Then start, start with Brian. start with
3: Brian. Start with Brian. Honestly, then. I don't know which is worse. Waiting to hear what you guys say or waiting to say what I have to say. I think oh, both really? are equally terrible over here. Not because it's bad, but just I'm okay. going to have to say right. it. So yeah.
1: Your
2: skin color is changing. I'm going to have to hear it, and I'm going to have to
3: say it. It's terrible on both
0: sides.
2: You keep rubbing your hands in your pants.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Brian, I'll start with you. That's fine.
1: <laughs> Make it worse.
0: And it, You actually said it when you were talking about what, Other people might find annoying about you and again it's not that I'm annoyed but you do have a tendency to want to fix things and I do not speak linearly you have a tendency to want to fix my problem before I'm done talking about it (laughs) and I appreciate that you love me enough to want to help me fix my problem (laughs) But sometimes I just haven't gotten to the part where this is what I've already done about it Mm -hmm. (laughs) before you're telling me I should do that. (laughs) So that's that. And you also say fixate. I'm sorry, (laughs) I have to throw that up there. (laughs) Thank you.
2: Somebody. Somebody cares about me enough to correct my grammar. Brooke's been doing it for years. I can
3: only say the fixie thing so many times before I'm like, I've said it. I don't. I mean, if
1: if it makes you feel any better, I I don't notice it at all. So that I don't know what that says about me. But (laughs) you're not fixiated on it. (laughs) She was like, "This is what I'm gonna say." I'm like, "I don't even notice that. I don't even know. What does that mean?" Nothing. Uh, It doesn't mean anything. anything, Apparently,
3: (laughs) because the word is fixate.
0: (laughs) (sighs) Dang it!
2: (laughs) Oh, oh, that the perfectionist part of me like hates that so much. (laughs) Not that you told me, but that I've been doing it and it's been wrong. So fixate. I practiced. There you go. Thanks. Very good. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it.
0: I think I think growth. it's a little bit funny
3: that fix was part of both.
2: <laughs> there is an irony to this.
1: <laughs> Isn't it ironic? It's so great. The fact that we're still laughing right now is pretty good. <laughs>
0: yeah. All right.
1: Oh uh, are you ready? Go. Yeah, I'm Drum ready, roll, boy. please.
0: Okay. First, I have to tell you. This is a stretch. I had to come up with something. You irritate me to such a non-existent degree (laughs) (laughs) that I was reaching. When you speak in public, you say, um, a lot. (laughs) I will work on not saying, um. Okay, you do not do it in normal conversation with
3: us? It's just in front of other people mm-hmm Okay. Now I'm aware.
2: Okay. I you love didn't. you very
3: much. <laughs> At least you didn't misuse the English one. language. Make up words. <laughs>
2: Idiot with no hair over here.
3: <laughs> or <truncate> words. It's <laughs> already bad enough. I have no hair.
2: <laughs>
1: wow. Okay. Oh, gosh.
3: I had no idea what you were going to say. So. That's
1: it. <laughs> you know, this is what would be. I would love to actually have somebody say the only thing that bothers me about you is your use of the word young. Ya- um. And that's
0: that's a stretch. We did, we did, we did count the other night, though,
2: much the lie. No,
1: we didn't. She brought it to my attention, which meant then I had to count. That's what that meant.
2: That's hilarious. All right. So how many times? Did 15, she say yeah.
0: 15?
1: I don't know. I got a different number. I missed, <laughs> I missed a bunch because I just don't pay attention to that kind of stuff. The grammar Nazi pays attention to that stuff. So I don't. I'm going to
3: have to play that game, I guess. And uh, I remember um, like, you, you telling know, okay. me about that
0: game.
2: <laughs> she's like. Sorry. She's excited oh, about yeah. that game. We should play she this game.
3: Hold the, she wants to hold the. What is
2: that? Super Soaker.
3: Thank you, Super Soaker. I couldn't
2: think. of. So let let me just explain. This is a game we've played in youth (laughs) ministry settings before called Um, Uh, Like You Know, Okay. So basically a student or an adult would have a subject they would have to speak about for 60 seconds. And in the course of that time period, if they say the words or the phrases, "Uh, Um, Like You Know, Okay, they will get shot in the face or somewhere else <laughs> with a super soaker. And frequently we would give like, hey, I just did it. We give boys the subject of makeup.
3: It's okay to use the word like if you're describing an example.
2: I, I know this, Brooke. I'm just being sensitive <laughs> to it right now. I can figure out another um, way to say it. It's
3: okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs>
2: i'm being oh. contrary actually well, <laughs> according to my calculations
1: but but what i will tell you is that then we had to go back and count my ohms at baptism mm-hmm. and they were also bad so there you go we're, we're equally bored sorry i was like well let me see what uh, oh no that's not good either
2: <laughs> all right charles and brooke all
3: right i'll get it out of the way i'll go all right um I'll start with you, Charles. You said it.
1: You just I said, did. Um,
3: and I'm also wiping my hands off
0: my She's
2: like, sweating.
1: <laughs> never mind.
2: Um, you, you did it again.
0: <laughs> just remember, we need to
3: hear your voice.
2: Yes, we okay. We need to hear your voice.
3: So I think it's funny that you mentioned the thing that I was thinking of you mentioned when you were talking about Vanessa. Sometimes... I can tell that I'm not answering a question fast enough or quickly enough for what it is that you want to hear. And so on the other side, that is, I get flustered inside like, uh, uh, all the uhs. (laughs) And so that is challenging for me to want to continue answering the question or to just shut it off and be, be quiet. So... That would be the thing. Um, it's not. You see, just said I'm, it. see it. am I know. This is super soaker. I'd be drenched. Over here. You said it three times. Drenched in my own sweat over here, so it might as well be the super soaker. So, anyways, that's it. Okay. And it's not like everybody has said it's not one of those things that's like, oh, he's the worst person in the whole world. It's not anything like that. It's just times when I'm really trying to get something out then
1: okay. that's so um, Duly noted, which kind of goes back to something I'm going to talk to you about, which now I'm <laughs> a little frustrated about, but it's good.
3: I think it's interesting that the things, because we talked a little bit about it, I think yeah. it's interesting that some of the, the goes both ways. Yeah. Some of the same things go both ways. We just don't realize it. Am I saying um still? Because no, no. okay, you're just <laughs> no, laughing no. at me. No. This is so terrible. Because, this yeah, is you're you're extremely for
1: uncomfortable. I'm, I'm fully aware of that. <laughs> All right, Brooke Fucker.
3: <laughs> I would be terrible in that kind of situation. Yep. What are your intentions fail? with my daughter? <laughs> All right, and Vanessa, again, you do not annoy me. So Brian mentioned wanting to hear from you more. I can see that in situations where we're all together. I definitely want to know what you're thinking and feeling. Um, But this (laughs) this one (laughs) is really funny. Sometimes you don't text back when I ask you a question (laughs) and then I have to ask you again later about... (laughs) the thing I texted you about sorry no it's It's okay okay. I understand why it happens because sometimes you don't read the text message so that you can answer it later or maybe you opened it up and then because I'm guilty of the same thing but sometimes I'm like she hasn't texted me back I thought we were friends (laughs) (laughs) to know the answer to this question so obviously not a super big deal and I don't expect like a response immediately, so do Can not feel lie. any kind of pressure. But <laughs> I will work on it.
0: I will work on it. I again, are you trying punctuality to get, is is an issue.
2: Are you trying to get Vanessa to um, acquiesce to your agenda?
0: No, I just <laughs> want her. I
3: just want her answers. Like I, I do want her answers. So if I've asked her a question or whatever, it's because I want to know.
2: For whatever reason, wait
3: till the next day and then have to ask again.
2: I'm thinking about veruca salt. I want it now. now. (laughs) I want the bean feast.
1: All right, Charles. (laughs) Great. (sighs) I know. (laughs) Super. This is great for me. Uh, Brian, we'll start with you. Um, So, again, you you actually alluded to this when you talked about things that might be annoying. But sometimes, and, and it does, it goes exactly back and opposite to me, which is funny. It's funny, but sometimes I feel like you're overly optimistic with your outlook on anything. So what I mean by that is sometimes I'll tell you something and I want, I want you to, I guess, not validate my feelings, but just say, you know what? I can see where that's down in the dumps or that would be a problem or that would be, you know, whatever instead. And, and again, Brooke said the same thing. I love this about you in so many situations, but it's almost like you're, it's almost like you're non-human sometimes with your optimistic. <laughs> no, I don't, I don't mean it like you like, you're incredible. And I, <clears throat> I totally get it at times. It just, it's almost overwhelming how optimistic you are to me so sometimes I would like to just say hey you know it would be nice for you not like it's because at times I'm like he's not human like he's never <laughs> had a bad thought in his mind like it, and I know I've we've had conversations at times where I know that's not the case sure. I get it but there's so few and far between that I'm like wow I would love to just just hear Brian say you know what yeah that sucks man that's horrible but I again and I, we talked about it this morning but it's not it's it's also what I love about you. So I don't I don't know I don't know how to fix that because there's no fixing it. There there's I would not want you to not be optimistic with me. Does that make sense? So I'm not annoyed by that. I just I just want to know sometimes that you're like, yeah, I, I do have bad days. And I know you do cuz I've seen them, but not very not very often. Um, yeah, I probably don't show it
2: very often. No, you don't.
1: Your your game face is really good. Which is great. I mean, it's it's again, you're leading an organization you're leading us you're leading me i need that most of the time right i I, because left to my own devices i would be eeyore all the time that's not healthy for me and it's not healthy for people around me it isn't i and i'm fully aware of that um so that's I, i don't know how i don't i think it's good um but that that was that would be the only thing that i would say um and then Brooke, this and this is a common theme, I guess, for you two. But I really, at times, want. Which is funny that you said that I rush you. So, I'm now going to have to take a step back and know that I can't do. I should not be doing that. And I do it with Vanessa too. Um, but I really do think I want to hear your opinions. Um, and most of the time, you don't give them. And I feel like that when we have conversations. Um, and it could be anything, it could be church related, it could be, because I report to you, it could be gym related, it could be life related, that I, I really want to know how you feel about something and you don't give me that, you give me something else instead of saying what you truly think because I think sometimes, I'm not sure you, you either don't want to share or you feel like it may fly differently and it can fly differently, that's okay for me to have it fly differently, but I, I generally want to know what's going on. Um, so the fact that I rush you is I'm sorry. I, I didn't mean that. I don't mean that to happen. Um especially now that I know I won't I will try to make a conscious effort not to do that anymore if I ask you something. So I apologize. But and I do it to both I do it to both of you a lot. But you um, don't
3: need to apologize. It's I know that I can move exceptionally slow, especially if I am This is a great example of having to say things that feel uncomfortable for me to say. So if I have an opinion that's differing from a consensus, it's going to be much harder for me to say it. And that's not anybody's fault, except my own. So I know that I can be extraordinarily and excruciatingly slow in those moments. So you don't need to apologize. But
1: I think if we learned anything today is that Brian and I want to hear both of you. Talk more. I think. And and that's hard because Brian and I talk a lot.
2: Depending on the circumstance, that's certainly true. Um I just said um. There you go. <laughs> Depending on the circumstance, <laughs> it's really true. And when Charles was talking about not rushing you two, he was talking about Brooke and Vanessa. Yeah, sorry. Just just saying that because a lot of people will be listening to this and they may get confused about that cadence. If they were watching a video, they would understand based on sure. their body language where I was at. Yeah, sorry, but I do think that um, I'm having a hard time articulating myself now. <laughs> yeah, that's well said. I'll just leave it at that. So, I'm going to share a devotional from Max Locato mm. at this time, and he's a pastor in Texas. Actually, got the opportunity to, to go out to his church years ago when Brooke, Brooke and I were first married. He wrote a lot of children's books and well, books for adults. And actually, one of my favorite books he ever wrote was a children's book called "You Are Special." And I have read that in the context of adult services, kid services, and watched people cry hearing.
1: Seeing themselves in that story. That that's the star. That's the one where the yeah. Okay, got it. So Punchinello. Yep. The stars and the dots. Yep, it's fantastic. It's a great story. I would highly
2: recommend it. I think he repackaged it under another name later on, but initially it was called "You Are Special." And if you were to Google "You Are Special," Max Lucado, you would find that. I think we do need to include that in the show notes.
1: Yep. I. I, Yep.
2: It's that. It's it's worth it. And and whether you have kids or you don't, it's a great book to buy. So I'm going to share a blog he wrote in May of 2021 about pet peeves. So here we go. There is a fantastic quote that directly ties into what he was writing on this blog. Happiness is less an emotion and more a decision, a decision to bear with one another. I think this is a great way to transition and discuss how we can move past some of our pet peeves if only people would stop behaving like people. He goes on to say that the phrases we use regarding our pet peeves reveal the person who actually suffers. He gets under my skin or gets on my nerves or she is such a pain in my neck. Whose skin, nerves, and neck? Ours. Who suffers? We do. Every pet peeve writes a check on our joy account or out of our joy account. Suppose a basket of ping pong balls represent your daily quota of happiness. Each aggravation, if you allow it, can snatch a ball out of your basket. He left his dirty clothes on the floor. A joy ball vanishes. She waits until the last minute to apply her makeup. Plop, there goes another one. I don't know why people get tattoos. Or I don't know why my tattoo is his business. Or, big trucks should not take up two parking spaces. Or, preachers shouldn't grow facial hair. <laughs> there go the joy balls, one by one by one. Until all the joy is gone. So, with that said, how does that blog strike you guys when you hear it about the happiness and the ping-pong balls that represent your daily quota of happiness. Vanessa.
0: I really feel like I let things roll off my back more than some people. And... It raises good points in that you shouldn't let things affect you to that degree. Because do they really affect you at all? Is it really, who cares if the pastor has facial hair? Who cares if somebody is covered from head to toe in tattoos? I'm not the one that sat through hours and hours of pain and having a needle stuck in me. I don't have anything against tattoos. I have one, but my point is it doesn't really affect me at all i guess i just i choose joy
2: <laughs> i'm shaking my head
3: i like it i did i really like the way that he phrases it and that's just a portion of portion of that blog but he goes on to explain more even from his personal idiosyncrasies and all of that and i think it's great because we all do have those and even the conversations that we've had, um, it would be really easy to just fixate on the part that's annoying <laughs> and, and then not be able to learn from it or not be able to see another perspective or whatever. So I think recognizing, hey, I can let this thing be super annoying and steal my joy or I can choose a different perspective I think that's what I really liked about the blog and I think it's healthy because there are going to be things that are annoying there are going to be things that trigger you there are things that I, I mean I don't know if I'm ever going to like it when I hear somebody chew but if I make that the topic of conversation at every meal that I'm at I'm going to lose on great conversation and great times of connection because I'm so hyper focused on that one thing that is annoying if that makes sense
1: I think it makes perfect sense and I, I really do for someone who gets and feels a little bit more than than others that the choosing happiness and or happiness is a decision to me when I read that I was like is it really and then I had to take a step back and go Yeah, it really is. And I think this, this one has flown all over me from a pet peeve standpoint that I realized that I've, I have too many pet peeves as an adult. Um, and we can laugh about them. We can think they're funny. We can, we can make jokes about them between ourselves. But at the end of the day, they really do change your attitude. They really do, and they completely affect you mentally. And then, when something starts affecting you mentally, or when they get you into that position, um, the first thing that I think about is it goes back to my heart because that's that's what we're told to guard. And if we're letting pet peeves get in there, that's affecting our heart, and um, that's not good. And and I realized you know, when I started preparing for this podcast a couple weeks ago, I'm like, man, I've got some problems that I that I thought were funny that other people around me at times may have thought were funny or just something they had to deal with. Um, and that's not, that's not accurate. These, these are bad things that if we let them get to this point, um, can, can affect our heart. And that's a problem to me because it's, it can affect our marriage and I've seen it affect our marriage. I've, I've seen the, the hurry up finger affect our marriage, like in a negative way, or I've seen it affect my kid, which is horrible. Like, I've seen it affect the two other people sitting on the side of the table. I'm like, I've let some of my pet peeves and some of my personal preferences get in the way of our friendship. And that's a problem. And I think I took it way too casually when it comes to things like getting mad in the car. When my son sees me mad in the car with someone, that's not good, guys. Like, I, I, but you don't think about it, at the time you're mad, you're like, this is pissing me off, sorry, this is aggravating me, right, (laughs) sorry, sorry. (laughs) This is aggravating me, but I think you take a step back and really look at it internally and and you realize that this this is making part of my heart black and that's not good.
2: Yeah, just landing that, I would say the part of the blog I really liked was Max's wife seeing the things that he does that are annoying as being endearing. And I think that that actually has happened in our friendship and my marriage and with even other people in our family and beyond. It it becomes kind of funny. We didn't talk about our kids, but Micah will chew with his mouth open a lot with food in his mouth. And he used to make me so mad. And I would want to correct him and I would And I would embarrass him and I, and I, and I felt justified in it, but I watched his spirit just, I watched it crinkle up and I don't want to be known for that. And I'm learning to laugh and to find the humor in it and to say, Hey, we, and I have to be careful about this, but even to say, Hey, you may not want to do that on a date.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So the last one life skills,
2: but I would say learning to see things from a a different perspective is huge and I thought about the idea of letting go of the leash because with the pet peeves we're holding on to them and you had a great visual for this podcast Charles I don't know where you found it or if you created it but it was I thought it was a great visual of this pet monster on a leash and my challenge for us and for anybody who's listening is to let go of the leash and set yourself free and then, conversely, the others around you. Well, I don't know if you guys want to weigh in on anything else when it, re, in regards to that, but um, I know we had at least one more question we wanted to...
1: Yeah, couple. yeah, so what movies, quotes, songs, poems, books, <laughs> scriptures, whatever? <laughs> um, it, I, I do think we want to close it up with this. There, And we're going to include a lot of this in the show notes. There'll be more show notes on this one probably, so um, look for those. We will include the blog from Max Locato. We'll include some other stuff, including what what I think is one of the greatest songs in the world um, when it comes to this. But um, I'll turn it over to you guys uh, before we wrap it up. But what what kind of things help or are funny or whatever when it comes to pet peeves?
0: One of the things that I thought of, and just like we all did, I think, a very good job of coming to each other with our annoyances, however minor, they are it is important to go to the people that you care about if you are being annoyed and have that conversation look i'm saying this out of love a place of it's coming from a place of love i'm hoping to make you aware of this and i thought of the movie better off dead
1: <laughs> <laughs> john kuzak <Cusack. laughs>
0: and i i love this movie so much (laughs) and i often quote the little paper boy i want my two dollars i feel like pet peeves can become the little paper boy if you don't address them and give the boys two dollars pay the piper so to speak and address them they will continue to pop up and aggravate you at the most inopportune times of your life so just pay the paper boy his
1: $2. So he doesn't follow you down the hill? Right. In your scheme? So
0: you don't hear, I want my $2. <laughs>
1: well, to take that analogy a little
2: further, he got a gang. Yes. Right. Yes. Yeah, so not oh. not just taking care of the debt. Right.
1: Wow. Yes, added, I forgot about that. All it it paper boys.
2: Yeah, $2 gang of paper boys. Two dollars all in unison. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
1: Brian, how about you?
2: So I heard someone say, if, if someone knows you love them, you can say about anything you want to to them. And I think that's really important. It, it ties in with what you were saying when you were talking about that. It made me go, okay, that reminded me of that phrase. But I had scriptures that came to mind, and a couple of them were 1 Peter four eight love covers a multitude of sins and sometimes what we consider a sin by someone's by someone violating our our preferences is not a sin and then i thought about philippians 2 where paul writes to do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit but rather in humility um, consider the interests of others uh, really above your own and I'm i'm paraphrasing a little bit here but he goes on to say each of you should look not only to your own interest but also to the interest of others and if I'm really not going to be caught up in my $2 or holding to that leash that's how I'm going to live and ultimately what I love about Philippians 2 is it talks about Jesus and what he did and giving himself selflessly as a servant and so it's about taking on that mindset of I'm a servant I'm here to Help other people doesn't mean I don't need help myself sometimes because I do, but that's my that motivates me a lot and then I thought about it, James one nineteen and twenty everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, slow to become angry because man's anger does not bring about the righteous life God desires, and that's been one I memorized a long time ago because I need it um for for me in my own natural way I'm not a very great person so i
3: like those verses i max Lucado actually uses one of the verses that i thought of too. to uh be patient bear each other bear with each other in love and make allowance for each other's faults and i like that because we all have faults so we need to leave room for those in our relationships um the other thing that i thought of that's really it's kind of funny that I thought of it and I didn't look up all of the specific references but in the scripture in Song of Solomon or Song of Sol- Song of Songs uh, they talk about catching the little foxes that will ruin the vineyard of their relationship and that's specifically in a marriage relationship but I think it can be true mm-hmm. in any relationship that you have that there are little, little foxes little annoyances little things that can creep in and ruin an otherwise good relationship. And I think pet peeves can be one of those little foxes that mm. if you let those things become what dominates your thoughts and your attitudes, then it definitely has the opportunity to, to ruin relationships with your kids, with your spouse, with friends, with coworkers, with people that you interact with on a daily basis. You know, I just think it's good to be aware that we need to catch those things and get rid of them. And talking about them is a great thing to do, even if it is uncomfortable.
2: (laughs) Hey, look at you. Making strides.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so uh, there's two things. One, Dude Perfect, for those of you that have ever paid attention to Dude Perfect, they have a song, it's the Pet Peeve song, and it'll be linked to in the show notes, but you need to go watch the Pet Peeve songs, because it might be every Pet Peeve that anyone's ever had in one song, and it's... Hysterical! It's so good. Um, I know they're a little dated, but <laughs> you can go back and watch them. You know, for me, I had Ephesians four four two, same thing. But I, but I also look at this a little bit. I guess not differently, but the same way. But First Corinthians thirteen, mm. and it talks about love, and it talks about how we're supposed to love, and how love is. If we do that, then there's no room for pet peeves. There really isn't. So I, I think. To go back and and really pay attention to that whether it's in your marriage whether it's in your family whether it's in your friendships or just your everyday and you know encounters with everyone that that you meet um it's you know if you take a step back and not get frustrated you're gonna be we're we're doing what we've been called to do which is love people the way jesus loved us and we have to do that um but that this this one's kind of hit me pretty good this one's hit me square in the face to say you know what I haven't I haven't been doing what I needed to do and it's so funny because it's the little things that make a big difference. And the little pet peeves, to your point, the little foxes running in the vineyards can become a problem. And I think they probably have, at least for me, and I can't speak to everyone here, but I think they probably and some of you listening may, may be thinking the same thing, or you maybe just be laughing, and that's fine. Um I didn't take this overly funny sometimes. I thought this is kinda of, think a little convicting for me. So um but I hope you guys all um, have enjoyed that. And we want to thank you again for taking the time to listen to the F4 podcast today. Please follow us on social media, like, and share the podcast. If you think this can be helpful and or entertaining with other people, um, we would love your feedback. We ask for it every, every episode, please give it to us. Um, we want to know how we can help connect better with you. Um, and thanks again for listening. We look forward to you, to being with you, uh, soon here on the F4 podcast. (laughs) Ha ha ha